This is Gritty Girls, a place where you can come to process the issues and topics your girlfriends, family, or coworkers may or may not be discussing. However, you're thinking about these issues, so let's dive into them together. Hi, everyone. I'm Christina Lee. And I'm Leslie Campbell, and we are the Gritty Girls. All right, children, it's time for bed. Why don't you gather around for a story? We're going to read the story of Red Riding Hood. There was once a young person named Red Riding Hood who lived with her mother on the edge of a large wood. One day, her mother asked her to take a basket of fresh fruit to her grandmother's house. Not because this was woman's work, mind you, but because the deed was generous and helped engender a feeling of community. Furthermore, her grandmother was not sick, but rather in full physical and mental health and was fully capable of taking care of herself as a mature adult. So, Red Riding Hood set off with her basket through the woods. Many people believe that the forest was a foreboding and dangerous place. Red Riding Hood was confident enough in her own budding sexuality that such obvious Freudian imagery did not intimidate her. On the way to Grandma's house... Red Riding Hood was accosted by a wolf. The wolf said, You know, my dear, it isn't safe for a little girl to walk alone, Red Riding Hood said. I find your sexist remark offensive in the extreme, but I will ignore it because of your status as an outcast from society, the stress of which has caused you to develop your own extremely valid worldview. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must be on my way. Red Riding Hood walked along the main path. The wolf knew a quicker route to Grandma's house. He burst into the house and ate Grandma, an entirely valid course of action for a carnivore such as himself. Then, unhampered by rigid traditionalist notions of what was masculine or feminine, he put on Grandma's nightclothes and crawled into bed. Red Riding Hood entered the cottage and said, Grandma, I have brought you some fat-free, sodium-free snacks to salute you in your role of a wise and maturing matriarch. From the bed, the wolf said softly, Come closer, child, so that I might see you. Red Riding Hood said, Oh, I forgot you are as optically challenged as a bat. <laughs> Grandma, what big eyes you have. What do you think about that story, Christina? That is crazy. Can you imagine <laughs> if it was really told that way? It wouldn't one be as day, much fun. One day it'll be told that way. One day. Yes, and we were going to rob our children. No one will think of it, though. Like, no. they won't think anything of it. Because it'll be the norm. It'll be normal. Well, because isn't uh, which European country is it where they're trying to get rid of he and she? I Aren't they trying that. to introduce, like, a new pronoun? The only the only talk of pronouns I've heard of has been um, in reference to gender issues. Like, or should, right. can I say issues? Is that offensive? <laughs> I think it is. It probably is. It is. That's That's offensive. That's why I love that uh, bedtime story. I love that. And you had mentioned that, you know, in the story, they don't say little Red Riding Hood. It's just Red Red Riding Hood. Hood. Right. Just, um, you know, you know, comedy is always such a great way to um, bring out some truths. And yes, I think um, that, you know, if people are thinking, oh, my gosh, they're Mm anti-PC. No, I think that... uh, 
how could you not laugh at some of the uh, political correctness that has been taken too far right. or that you don't understand? Yeah. And you say, what? You know, you've got that what? Say what? <laughs> um, and, you know, but, big but here. Um, right. You know, we abs- I absolutely feel that political correctness is important and is something that we need to have in order for us to um, have a society where um, people are self-aware, right. that they are educating themselves. And it's it's that moment. You know, it's that moment. And you can react one of two ways, okay? So, you know, that moment when you're talking to someone who's, let's say, racially different than you are yeah. or who has an autistic child or uh, is gay um, and you're about to say something and you catch yourself and mm-hmm. there's that moment, you know, where the sweat runs cold and uh, <laughs> and you think, I better not say that yes. because I'm not sure if that's okay or not. And there are people who will look at that and say, I can't stand that. I have to do that. And yes. that's who the Donald Trump, uh, those are the people that he and other you know, politicians have been able to kind of manipulate, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and then there are those who will stop. And instead of saying, ah, I really hate having to feel that way, um, they're saying, I need to learn about this. Yeah. Like, I feel uncomfortable because I don't want to hurt my friend and say something they that is going to... want to know what to say. Yes. And of course, because of the backlash, there's there's been a lot of joking about all of this. And in fact, did you know that there is a um, politically correct dictionary online? Is it a joke? Uh, you tell me. So um, you're not supposed to say brainwashing anymore. Did you know that? I'm going to say brainwashing. No, it's cognitive accommodation. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? It's so vague. That's the um, point, right? You can't say that someone is dead. <laughs> They're metabolically challenged. Uh, does that make it less dead? I don't know. <laughs> and definitely don't say dirty old man. He is a sexually focused, chronologically gifted individual. What do you call a child molester? <laughs> oh, Lord, I don't even want to know. <laughs> a child molester. Yeah. Okay, a criminal. <laughs> what about like a, you know... um, Oh, gosh. When people eat people. See? Oh, a cannibal. Uh, yeah. What about a cannibal? I don't know. That's not on the list. That's got to be on the list. You'll have to ask the cannibal the next time you talk to him or okay, her. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. I'll right. bet, you know, one day Chinatown is going to be offensive. It's I'm gonna... surprised it's not already. I, Me okay, too. Can I just admit that I feel a little, like, uneasy saying Chinatown? What is it about that term? I even feel uncomfortable. What is it? And I'm I don't Chinese. Know. Okay, I'm Chinese-American. When I say Chinatown, I feel like I don't know, like it feels something's cheesy. Wrong. It does. It does. Like I feel like I feel like it's okay, let's make up a term for Chinatown. Yeah. It's like calling something it cooler. Oriental Town. Yeah. That's let's what... make it cooler. Let's make it cooler. Let's make it um Asian Metropolis. Oh my gosh. There you go. <laughs> I love it. That immediately creates a cool vibe around it. It doesn't bring up the dirty streets with like the vegetable vendors right right, outside Mm -hmm. and the incense burning and spice selling. But that's what people want. That's why they go to Chinatown. But see, and that's when I go, I buck right a little. I I, I buck and say, 
oh, but wait, wait, wait. The, there's some trendy things going on there. You know, ramen's yeah. really trendy. And there's yes. this great restaurant, you know, called yeah. Tiger Den. And, oh, down the street, there's like this awesome noodle place, you know, that's like, you know, got this cool vibe in it. So, yeah, yeah I think I think that's what it is. And Chinatown H-Mart is just is an older term. Awesome. It is. Yeah. So obviously we're talking about political correctness. Yeah. And about... Um, whether to be PC or right. not, and whether it's taken too far or whether it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to know what other people think. Me too. Now it's time for our WDYT segment for What Do You Think? I believe being PC is a way to sometimes refrain from sounding like a jerk or racist, or homophobic, or transphobic, or Islamophobic, or xenophobic. I think a lot of times when people claim to be politically correct, they might harbor some um, some implicit things that they're not willing to express. And I think a lot of times <clears throat> it, it really hampers really true, free, and open discussion and dialogue. But at the same time, I think that being PC um, does does cater to people's sense of safety, um, but it, it all needs to be working towards creating like an environment where people are free to open up about their true feelings. I believe being PC is important because just as a person, I try not to do something that is going to hurt or upset someone else, but it's also very challenging and almost exhausting now because there's so many things to be aware of and worry that I'm going to say incorrectly or do the wrong thing. And it's just a lot harder than it used to be. At least with being politically correct, it's almost like any kind of dominant force that keeps you restrained or keeps you onto the path of doing the right thing, like religion or like your parents. So why are we, you know, why do we strive to be the best, you know, the best example for our kids is because we want them to do the best things, make the best decisions, even though they want to do the other. If you're speaking about someone fondly, you have to make sure that you're not using a racial word or um you know you can't you can't be yourself you have to worry all the time i think the fallout from that is entitlement because the more people don't hear the truth about something because it's politically you have to say it politically correct so in that way you're kind of making it cotton candy instead of you know tough um i think people become entitled to feeling like i can't be offended because you You can't say those things. You can't tell me this. I think the benefit of not having to be PC is that you know where everybody stands. Thanks to all our friends who gave us their valuable opinions. Hey, Christina, how are you? Hi, Tiffany. Hey. Tiffany Brown is my friend who is biracial. Her mother is a Midwesterner and her father is Senegalese, right? Who was raised no, no, in no. West Virginia? No. no. I know that's the thing that's so confusing with that. 
My dad is not Senegalese. He moved to Senegalese later in his life. So to clarify all of that, because it sounds a little odd, um, my dad grew up bright as kind of some of the intense racial climactic things were happening in this country. And I don't know if you're familiar with Marcus Garvey, who had that going back to Africa movement. The short and skinny is that heavily impacted my Appalachian, West Virginia-born father. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know that. See, I didn't hear that part of your story. Yeah, who was, I mean, like on the tail end of segregation. When he went to college, um, he went to an integrated school, but there were still things that were segregated, like um, blacks couldn't swim in the pool except on Fridays right before they were going to clean it. There were places that they weren't allowed to go to because they were black. And my dad played football for Marshall and there were various places in the South where it was still divided between where the coloreds could eat and where whites could eat. So all of that fed into, I think my father wanting to find a place of connectivity. And um, later in his life, he converted to Muslim, the Muslim faith and the his introduction to the Muslim faithful through a group of Senegalians here in Cincinnati. So that's how that all came about. <laughs> so, so you know, um, how it ties with, you know, being politically correct um, is that I think you have to carry that, you know, with you, your father's history and his story. You know, just as I am Chinese-American and grew up in the States from the age of seven, I bring my experience and the totality of it um, to, you know, this conversation of, you know, being politically correct. So I wonder how the conversation shifts with you. Do you feel the burden of being politically correct or do you feel a kind of a privileged responsibility to be PC? I would say that there, you feel a combination of both because the reality is that I consider myself biracial. Well, some, some biracial people consider themselves purely African-American. Mm. Um, and that's another journey that we will not jump into. But even though I recognize that I am biracial, I also recognize that people will see me a certain way. And so you do carry, unfortunately, the responsibility of behaving and being a certain way, because you're not judged just as an individual, you're judging, you're, you are representing a community of people. Yeah, whether so you that, like it or you know, not. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it, you just don't, you can't get around it. You don't really have a lot of choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time with that, being biracial and fully being biracial in the sense that I was raised with both of my families. Um, I have a very close relationship with both sides of my family, my mom's side of the family and my dad, my mom being the Caucasian and my dad being African-American. You know, I was raised in both of those cultures and they really are cultures. They're not just races. And I am that bug that got to see the views and the perspectives of both worlds. And it's liberating to some extent to say, hey, I genuinely don't have a bias. I don't lean this way. I don't lean that way. I have a perspective based on my life experiences. But I feel like I have a unique opportunity to say things that sometimes other people may not say because they're white or they're black or they're Chinese. And they feel, you know, or Indian, whatever race you want to come up with sometimes could be trepidatious to say something about another culture community that they're not familiar with. Right. 
So, so you can take yeah. more risks. That you, yes. you say, yes. because which you... sometimes doesn't go my way, but yeah, <laughs> in theory, <laughs> yes. Well, yes, I, you can. You really yeah. can. Well, I was going to ask you actually. Have you been in situations where you could tell the other person you're talking to who's white and Leslie is? She was going to tell us she's the. I'm I'm your typical white girl in yoga pants with the pumpkin spice latte and blonde <laughs> hair. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and actually, you know. You know, and I, I guess where the awkwardness for me comes in is I'm so worried of offending, especially with the current political climate that we have right now, and especially with these uh, white nationalist neo-Nazi people being emboldened. Um, people like me who we want to be as far removed from that as possible. I find myself being overly nice and overly conscious with people of color that I don't know personally. Um, you know, I'm not as comfortable with the strangers as I am my friends. So because I'm so worried about being lumped in with this group, because as you said, you represent your race, your culture, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I'm Caucasian. That's the first thing people see when they see me. Leslie was telling a story where you were driving and you cut somebody off. Yes. Accidentally. Accidentally. And she was... She was... See, and this is when... She was black, right? Do you say black or African-American? Well, you can say black. Yes, right, Tiffany? But for a while, I was told I could not. It depends on the person, unfortunately, but but yes. Yes, I read an essay because I really wanted to know, and so I read this essay, and uh, the... A couple of essays, and they were saying, "Yes, yes, we we want to be called black because we're Americans." So I guess you're right. It depends. There are people with a personal preference who want to connect with their roots and who say that's really important to them, and they want to be called African Americans. I feel safest as a white woman to say African American, African American, because I feel like that would be the least offensive. I, the reality is, yeah. there's no right answer to that. I hate to say it. I mean. See, this is the, okay, this is to the whole conversation we're talking about of political correctness. This is the challenge with that. Yes. Is this goes to the heart. I dated a guy once that was offended by being called African-American. He thought that was ludicrous. He didn't understand where hmm. it came from. And I had to have a conversation with him about it. I'm like, you know, people are just not going to be able to win. <laughs> they can't say anything right. They're going to be offended. And that's kind of like one of the complicated things with being politically correct is, what we've done, we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot to some extent, mm-hmm. although I believe in political correctness in theory, the application part of it is is now where is the dialogue happening? Because we were so trepidatious to saying certain things that we've almost moved away from the dialogue. And it's, the question is, what was the end goal with all of it? And I think the end goal was to bring us closer together. Right. But is it really doing that if we're too apprehensive to say anything? On a day-to-day basis, do you feel um, confined, you know, by political correctness? Is it something that, you know, when you're talking with friends, do you find that they're trying to walk on eggshells or you're out working with students? Uh, and, you know, how, how does that play out? Well, I mean, it's definitely something because although I am biracial, I'm not every nationality. So I do realize <laughs> that for other people, I ha- there's things I have to be conscientious of. I mean, you know, your sister and I are good friends. And I said something once that it just kind of slipped out of my mouth. And I was kind of like, oh, oh, my gosh, 
Can you share? And I had to like immediately. Oh my gosh, I don't want it. You really? Because I kind of like, I have like shame around it. (laughs) I felt terrible. Like it was that bad. That sounds juicy. (laughs) Then you have to share. Oh no! You have okay. to share. Well, yeah, go ahead. Jeez, oh, Louise, I'm gonna feel terrible. This is like a little dark place. We're gonna go to my shame space. Are you? We're called gritty um, girls, okay? There's no judgment oh, here. Oh yeah. gosh! Right? After you oh. tell me, no, listen. After you tell me, I'm gonna talk about how ignorant I was about something, and then clear up this whole term about Orientals. So it's okay. We're good. Right? Oh, that's a whole nother story. That's okay, right. We, okay, I so have, go like, ahead. Stories galore. Okay. My dark space. We went some. We went around a playground, and her little child was wearing this giant sun hat. And I said, "Oh, he looks like a rice picker." <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> "I oh mean, like God. innocently, I'm thinking, like you know, and and Natalie, like just a joke, like ah." And then she looked at me, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, that was terrible. I'm so sorry. That's not what I was saying." Nick. Like, that didn't come out right. I retract. She gave you the but face. Is where is the delete button? <laughs> she gave you the face, right? Oh. Like oh, not see, a hint of a smile. Just like. So, but hmm. here's the beauty of that, though, is totally not politically correct, right? Right. Like, but because of the relationship, I can say to her, look, I'm very, very sorry for that. I feel like I just should not have done that. But see, here's right. the thing, right? Here's the thing. You really did mean it, but you didn't mean it in a derogatory way. So you no. have to forgive yourself. No. It's okay, right. right? So do you want me to talk about the Oriental thing or you want to tell the other two stories? You know, I, in the modeling industry, they call me ethnically ambiguous because sometimes when you look at me, you're like, well, what's going oh, on with her? It. I'm not really sure. You know, We're learning a new term. She is. She's not white, but she's not black, you know. Something's going on there. In the summertime, I get a lot darker. And my grandmother on my mom's side is white. Um, And I spent a lot of time with her, particularly in her older years. And a lot of caretaking. You know, if something happened, I sometimes I had to take her to the hospital um, or to the bank. And she was a very feisty woman. So we sometimes would get into a conflict (laughs) in a public space. And I remember once... A gentleman came up and looked at my grandmother and said, are you okay, ma'am? And oh, I thought, I knew it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. How my did you... grandmother, my blood relative. I'm related wow. to this woman. She's fine. I mean, and I can't, I mean, there's a milieu of circumstances where because of my color, I'm not, I'm not, we're not kin, basically. Right. And you're a threat. Term. And you're a threat yeah. to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it just, it's, it's very difficult sometimes sitting with those things because we actually, if you look at a lot of pictures, we look a lot alike. Yeah. But these people can't get past color. The color. They can't get yeah. past the race. Here's the thing, right? I think that's a really great example because that stereotype goes to the heart of what political correctness is for. It's meant to help us pause Uh, so that we do not get caught up in the stereotypes, right? Language is powerful. Uh, The reason that uh, political correctness is, you know, in fact, we should go ahead and uh, define it. It It is conforming to a belief that language and practices which could offend political sensibilities, as in matters of sex and race, should be eliminated. 
So when you are when people are using language that is sensitive, it makes everyone more aware and thinking about uh, their preconceived notions. When you're not using terms that are inflammatory, that are keeping people in a box, people have a chance to get out of that box, right? And so that stereotype exactly. of what that man was thinking, that's what political correctness is is fighting against, right? Is trying to right. correct. There was, um, there was an article written by Mark Hanna in Time Magazine. Um, he was arguing, in fact, the, uh, the title was called political correctness is a must. And um, I really like what he had to say. Um, He said, the opposite of political correctness is not unvarnished truth-telling. It is political expression that is careless towards the belief and attitudes different than one's own. In its more extreme fashion, it's incivility, indecency, or vulgarity. And these are the true alternatives to political correctness. Mm -hmm. And which I think is kind of the point that you're trying to make. I agree. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that it's become so politicized Mm -hmm. because I think that we've muddied the language and the dialogue into a point of, what is it, divisiveness? Uh, What's happened, though, is that it has been used. So the term actually came out in the 80s. Uh, and it was mostly in academia, in the academic setting. Right. Um, and eventually it came into the mainstream. And conservatives uh, in the 90s began to target it and began to use it in order to – in fact, it's a major point of debate between conservatives and liberals. Um, and right now, if you look at what Trump did uh, during this – you know, when he was campaigning, as well as Marine Le Pen and the other – uh, far-right um, politicians in mm-hmm. Europe, what they've done is, uh, and they're all on the same wagon, where they are making themselves uh, sympathetic to and seem to be on the side of the masses in saying uh, that, you know, we are being shorted our right to freedom and to freedom of speech. For example, Trump had a, you know, some of his quotes are, we just can't afford anymore to be so politically correct. You know, and so if you notice that language, it's as if it's a non-essential extravagance. Right. But I will say this. I notice that there are incidents that do occur in the news that seem a bit extreme and that kind of adds fuel to the fire. So, for instance, here's a current one. Uh, October 2017, there is an elementary school in Massachusetts. They are canceling their Halloween parties because they say it's not inclusive. Instead, they're calling it Black and Orange Spirit Day. And their reasons are that um, they're afraid that maybe some of the costumes could possibly offend. They want to make sure that all students' individual differences are respected. So some yeah. people may be supportive of this, but I think many of us would, would say, really, Halloween, that's yeah. divisive, that's uh, not That's inclusive. ridiculous. That's how so I feel. So <laughs> it's a lot of times, it, that's almost like, in my opinion, political correctness kind of spun out of control. But what that does is it just feeds fuel to the fire. It just gives another example, another piece of ammo uh, for the far right to fire at and say, see, see what it's doing. You know, there was, um, I was reading this article about someone who does kind of um, workforce training. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I thought she made some really good points. She talked about this team building session and a staff member commented that he was becoming weary of the Chinese whispers within the team. I guess there are some members of the team huh? who are Chinese and they're whispering in Chinese. And then a, a the manager stood up and said, you know, that is not a politically correct comment. And so naturally, you know, the employee felt really right. uh, scared and, and really uncomfortable. Uh, you have, uh, you know, another situation where one board member approached her, uh, this person who does the team building sessions and training, uh, that he had been apprehensive to ask where she had traveled from that day for fear that his question would be misconstrued and cause offense. Hmm. And another male manager there said um, he wanted to pay a compliment to a colleague about the outfit she was wearing, but felt he couldn't in case he received a negative response. So people are afraid that they're going to say something wrong. Yeah. uh, And they're afraid, obviously, beyond that of offending people. Right. Right. And so there is legitimately this fear that somehow we're going to offend each other. Right. I'm in that position. I almost feel like it it's growing pains of a multi multi ethnic society. We're learning how to and sexually live diverse. together, sexually diverse as well. We're learning how to live together, get along together. Um, and, and if you look throughout the course of history, um, anytime you had multi ethnicities, they weren't all equal, right? And here we are trying to create a society to where we all have equal standing. And it's really the first time in human history that we've been trying to do this. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we're working out the kinks in a way. What people are then now bucking against is they don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? They don't want to have to think about all this. Right. Especially people who are not like you, Leslie, or mm-hmm. me, or Tiffany, who are really curious about all this and who who tries to be self-aware. You have people who are just kind of you know, they want to just call it what it is, and they don't want to think about all that stuff. Right. Okay? Especially, and they there's wanna... nothing wrong with that. Yeah. To, you know, per se. Well, but, I don't, but I, I take issue with that because the reality is that's not true. If somebody says something that hurt, that cuts close to home for them, they would be up in arms. <laughs> I yeah, mean, let's true. call it spade a spade. True. The reality is, we all have areas that are sensitive. And it's about, it's about being empathetic. It's about, you know, showing awareness and sympathy for others that are different from you. And that's, that's, that's not what's being talked about. And the other part of all of this that drives me insane that I, I don't understand is as quickly as we say our rights are being taken away from us, on the same token, people say, well, freedom really isn't free. It's not free. Right. You don't have the privilege to say whatever you want to say. There are limitations to what we can and can't do. And in certain areas, we're willing to accept that. But then in other areas, oh, no, that's not acceptable. In the end, you know, we're all sensitive. You're, you're absolutely right. And we, we have to think about um, put ourselves in other people's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, too, it's too easy to, to not do that. 
Um, but, you know, I think the reporter background in me really tries to look at, you know, both situations. And I think most people are not that far right. They're not, you know, you're racist. Um, they're people who, you know, are generally nice people who want to do the right thing. And I guess, you know, as most of us feel, we have this gut reaction to not be wrong and mm -hmm. they're just tired of feeling uncomfortable. The point I'm trying to make is I do understand, you know, this feeling of, are people being too sensitive? You know, are we being too sensitive? Yeah. You know, this whole issue, for example, of oriental, this term yeah. oriental. You know, I was talking to Leslie and I was saying somewhere along the way, I got the notice. <laughs> you got the memo. That um, I should be offended if anyone called me oriental. And I didn't know why. <laughs> so there was a period of time where you were okay uh, with it? Yes. And then I kind of got through the grapevines that yeah. I should be offended. And I didn't know why I should be offended. Then, you know, I kind of I kind of got it. It was like, oh, I guess, you know, it kind of refers to furniture and and I, <laughs> I'm not a piece of furniture. And so, you know, yeah, I think there th this is a good example of um, are we being too are we being too sensitive? And then so I looked it up and uh, there was an article from uh, a Japanese acupuncturist, and he felt exactly the same way. He said, the Orient, as far as I'm concerned, the last time I checked, is a region. And I didn't think a region was a racial slur because the, op the opposite of Orient is Oriental is Occidental, the West. Mm -hmm. So he said, you know, the thing is, Asian activists have come out and, and said, or, you know, academics have said, well, it's kind of a loaded, you know, term. It brings up these feelings of the 50s and when we were uh, much more maligned. And uh, it kind of brings up the gong, like you hear the gong in your head and you get a picture of a vase, you know, and it just it kind of brings up those yeah. memories and feelings and kind of that period. So Asians wanting to get out of that box, that stereotype, which is so heavy on them, um, want to get away from that. And that's why. And so a congresswoman actually passed, got legislation passed where all the federal um, documents should not have any longer carry the term oriental. Interesting. So there's no, uh, there's, it doesn't, it's not retroactive. You don't have yeah. to. And also, I don't think there, there, people are forced to use Asian. But if, if you're a, um, you know, if you're, somebody who is learning acupuncture, you know, he was saying a third of the books are, you know, have Oriental in the title or in, hmm. in, in the, the terms. So he said, you know, I, I really kind of resent, like, think about all of the expenses that are going to come with having to change all that. And for what? Right. He said, I don't even think the term is racist. There is a woman that I'm, I'm friends with on Facebook. I used to work with her. She is in her 70s. And she had a post the other day on Facebook about her sweet oriental friends. Right. <laughs> right. And I knew she was complimenting this woman on this post. You know, she was trying to say these really great things about her, but she didn't get the memo. That's the shame of it is when that will take away everything else that she's yes. saying. Part of me is kind of like, you know, I like me and, and a lot of other of my um, can I say white or Caucasian? See, I, white people don't care. Um, <laughs> I guess because we're not marginalized. Um, oh. My white friends, we're, we're kind of like, a lot of us are like, yeah, I'm scared. Do I say this? Do I say that? And then, then it's like, well, I should, I can't feel bad for feeling that way because it's my own race that right. has the history of marginalizing 
other races. So, you know, this is a small price to pay. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, Tiffany, what are some of the uh, newest PC terms that you've heard that you're like, whoa, like, I, I haven't heard that one, like what you just said in the modeling industry, how you're ethnically ambiguous. I like that. I like hearing I these know. new terms. That's, I don't know why. It's just so, it's fun to say. Know. So I'm going to bring up a few, okay? And then maybe they'll get you thinking. All right? So I'll say one and yeah. you tell me, you tell me the other. Okay? I guess the PC version. Illegal okay. immigrant. Oh, I don't know. What would be? Undocumented uh, worker. Oh. Right? You're hearing yeah. that. Or you, hear, yeah. you hear alien? That's probably out by now. Well, that's right. Illegal yeah. immigrant, yeah. illegal alien. That makes right? them sound Versus, like they flew in on a spaceship. That's right. Undocumented worker. Okay, here. Uh, sex change. Transgender? Gender reassignment. Gender. Oh, okay. Because you gender can be transgendered without a oh. sex change. I guess I should say someone who's joined us. Oh, yes. Yeah. You Sorry. should introduce. Hi, Bryn. You want me to introduce Bren? I know. Baby Bren. <laughs> yes. Aww. Got a lot to say. Okay. So um, autistic. Neurodiverse. Uh, That's right. That's a new one. I had not known that that, that, yes. that was. Yeah. That's right. We're filling you in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hispanic. You can't say that? Well, you can, but this one, it's like Hispanic or Latin American. Like, I have to Is figure there a it right out or first. Wrong? Latin, See? Well, Hispanic here, friends refer to them yes, as yes, like please. an extra layer to all of that. Yeah. They don't, most people that are quote unquote Hispanic or Latin American don't want to be called that anyhow because an Argentinian doesn't want to be lumped with a Mexican oh, or a Puerto Rican or. A Peruvian. They were like, we are different people. I mean, that would be like mixing up people from the United States and Canada or, you know, just lumping Germany with Italy. But you then know? why do my We've friends whole... all refer to themselves as Hispanic? It's Hispanic or Latin. Right. Yeah. See, I, I, well, I haven't I looked think that, that up enough. I, well, but are they from, were they born here in the United States or were they born somewhere else? Well, they're born here. Well, that's, that might be part of the reason why. Okay. Here's another one. Prostitute. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, uh, professional. Uh, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. I do know this one. Worker. Yes. Something yes. worker. Yes. Yes. Sex worker. A sex worker. Sex yes. worker. There okay. It is. Blind. <laughs> Blind. Oh. Um, oh, I just read this. Visually impaired? Low yes. vision. <laughs> Visually impaired. Uh, I read low vision. Are you sure? Yes. I think that's the funny one. Are you sure? Because no. there's a whole bunch of funny ones. No. Really? I, I got that on diversityinc.com. Okay. Waitress. Server. Uh, Server. Yes. Server. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Postman. I don't know. Mail carrier. Mail carrier. I haven't heard that one. That's interesting. And you know this one. You guys, stewardess. I like that one, though. Yeah, I do too. Stewardess. Flight attendant. Yes. We kind of know that one. And, okay, mentally retarded. Ooh, that's a bad one. That's a bad one. I know that one. And, um, I know this one. And I can't think of it right now. Uh, it could be it, special uh, needs or intellectually yes. disadvantaged. Uh, yes. Right? We look yes. That up. yes. Yes. But, you know, when you do this, then you, you realize, oh, my gosh, you know, and we read, right? right. And we can yeah. forget mm-hmm. what the accepted, right. politically correct and sensitive term is. And so you guys feel like we have a responsibility to learn that. Yes. Right? That's kind of right. where For we sure. stand. So – I would say if you don't know, I think it probably show it is a sign of respect to ask. Right. So, for instance, you know how we were kind of debating a bit on Hispanic. 
Um, you might just ask your friend. What do you prefer? What How do you, do you prefer? prefer? Right. Do you prefer Latin American to be categorized? Hispanic? Right. Okay, so you're from Mexico. Would you prefer Mexican? Right. 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 Tiffany, this was such a fun discussion. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank Kiss Bryn for us. Kiss Bryn for us. Thank you. If you enjoyed the Gritty Girls podcast, please help us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes and Stitcher. By doing so, you'll be entered to win a Gritty Girls t-shirt during the first two months of our launch. Just grab your iDevice and inside the podcast app, search for Gritty Girls podcast. Click on our logo, and once there, scroll down to rate and review the show. Finally, hit subscribe. If you don't have an iTunes account, it'll ask you to create one. And for Android listeners, download the free Stitcher radio app and search Gritty Girls Podcast. You do need to listen to an entire show before you'll be allowed to leave a review. For all others, you can find us on our website at grittygirlspodcast.com. And please join our gritty conversations by heading to our website where our next show topics are listed. Pick one that resonates with you. Call our chat line and record your thoughts. Quick one or two lines will do, and then you'll have a good chance of being on our show's WDYT segment for What Do You Think? We only have one rule. Enter the conversation with an open mind. Our music today includes Albatross V2 by Computer Music All-Stars. Thank you for listening. Until next time, listen to understand, seek out growth, and keep the heart and mind open. Hey, how are you? Yeah, I just wanted, since we were going to be on here for a little bit, I wanted to run down really quick and make sure she was situated. Well, you know, me and Leslie are past the infant stage. Well, our oh, kids I are. Lucky I don't know if we guys. are. <laughs> we and Leslie are not past the infant stage, that but our kids are. That was very presumptive. <laughs> yeah.